a bus, a big red London bus. But its name was not really Brian. Things like buses don't have names. But this bus was called Brian by its driver. Brian and the driver always went out together and even after several years only one driver had ever driven Brian. His name was Bert. He was a fat, jolly man who took good care of Brian and always making sure that Brian was clean and well serviced and everything would have been all right had not Brian caught a cold and was off work for a week. The inspector in charge of the bus garage where Brian worked told another driver called Arthur to drive Brian's bus while he was away. Now Arthur was a big man with big feet and big hands and a big black beard. The other drivers called him Angry Arthur because he was always yelling and shouting at someone. Sometimes it was car drivers who made him slow down and sometimes it was people who crossed the road in front of him making him stop. Angry Arthur climbed aboard Brian, thumped down in the seat, stamped his big feet on the pedals and with his big hands on the steering wheel and a screech from Brian's tyres roared out of the garage. It's a rotten bus, Angry Arthur was yelling again, this time at the inspector in the charge of the garage. Brian stood in the garage looking very sorry for itself. There was a broken driving mirror, one of the lights was cracked and there was a long scratch down one side of the bus. It's slow and heavy and should go to the knacker's yard, shouted Arthur. The knacker's yard is a terrible place for buses or cars or anything made of metal. It is the place where all the old things are taken to bits, melted down and the metal used for new things. Brian had not been in such a poor state until angry Arthur had driven it. It's the only spare bus we've got, so you'll have to use it, snapped the inspector. The next morning, angry Arthur dumped himself down in Brian's driving seat, pressed the starter and waited for the engine to roar into life. But nothing happened. So he pressed the starter, this time harder. Still the engine did not start. Lifting his fist, he smashed it down on the starter. You will start for me, he shouted, and smashed his fist down again. His scream of pain brought the inspector running. Angry Arthur was holding his hand, a very swollen and bruised hand. It's your own fault for hitting the bus so hard, the inspector did not like Arthur at all. Even the mechanic from the garage could not get Brian to start. So it was pushed into the corner of the garage where it stayed until Bert's cold was better and he came back to work. When he saw the state of his beloved Brian, big tears welled up in his eyes. Slowly he climbed aboard the bus, pressed the starter and put the bus into gear as the engine roared into life. Villain! Arthur had run across the garage and kicked one of Brian's tyres. I'll teach you not to start from me. He drew back his leg for another kick, but Bert had released the brake. Brian moved forward smartly. Arthur released his kick into thin air where the bus had been. A kick so vicious that he could not stop. His foot went up and up and his body went up and up. 
Everyone in the garage agreed it was a lovely somersault, even though when he landed, Arthur had to be taken to hospital with a bump on his head, a bump on his back and a bump on his bottom. The inspector was waiting for Bert when he came back to the garage that evening. Your bus is too old, too slow and too heavy. We're going to sell it to the knacker's yard. But I don't want a new bus, cried Bert, his eyes filling with tears again. There was no argument. The man from the knacker's yard would take Brian away the next day. That night, Bert counted up all the money he had, and the next morning he went to the knacker's yard. After a long talk with the man who owned the knacker's yard, Bert happily drove home. Can you guess what Bert drove home in? Bet you can't. I'll give you a clue. It was big, it was red, and it had a big scratch down the side. Yes, it was Brian. Bert had bought the bus from the knacker's yard. Now it was safe and everyone was happy. But not for long. Move it. It was the man from the council. Lots of Bert's neighbours had been complaining. The bus parked in the street outside Bert's house was causing traffic jams and apparently you can't park a bus in a street. Brian took the fence in front of his house down, dug up some plants and slowly managed to squeeze the bus off the street and into his front garden. Move it. This time it was Bert's neighbour. The bus was making his front room dark and when it rained, the noise of the rain hitting the bus kept him awake. Of course, Bert searched everywhere for a garage. But all the garages were built for cars. Bert, it seemed, was the only person who actually owned a bus. But then Bert had an idea. It was a wonderful idea. Such a wonderful idea it made him smile all day. The next morning, the inspector in charge of the bus garage stared in astonishment. One of his old buses was driving in through the gate. Then his mouth opened in astonishment. Bert was getting out of the old bus. All right, if I park it here, Bert was smiling. After all, it is a bus garage. The inspector said Bert could park his bus in the garage for a month. Then a new fleet of buses would be arriving and Bert would have to move his. Otherwise, it would be towed to the knacker's yard. Oh dear. For the next three weeks... Bert searched everywhere for a garage, in the town, in the country, even at the seaside, but nowhere there was a garage big enough for Brian. It seemed Brian would, in a week, be broken up in the knacker's yard. Driving Brian home one evening, after another wasted search, something happened that had never happened before. Brian broke down. Bert climbed out of the cab, lifted the bonnet and looked at the engine. Everything seemed all right. But when Bert pressed the starter, nothing happened, even after several presses. Scratching his head, Bert walked slowly around Brian. The bus had stopped at a gate and Brian looked over the gate, expecting to see a field. Instead, he saw a huge hole, a huge, 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 big, enormous, the biggest hole he had ever seen. At the side of the gate was a sign, Old Quarry for Sale. A quarry is a place where they dig up all the sand and all the stone in the earth to make roads 
until all the sand and stone is gone, and then there is just a hole, like the one Bert had found. Then Bert had another brilliant idea, better than the last one. So brilliant, it made him leap in the air and click his heels. Phoning the man who owned the quarry, Bert was very surprised how expensive a hole was. Much more money than he had in, in the bank. Then Bert had an even better idea than the last one. So much better, he did a cartwheel, which was very exciting as he had never done a cartwheel in his life before. You have sold your house to buy a hole. The inspector at the garage thought Bert was mad. Now you have nowhere to live. But Bert just chuckled. The next morning, Bert drove Brian into his hole and very carefully steered him down to the bottom of the hole. Now he had somewhere to park his bus. And then do you know what he did? I'll give you a clue. He took all the seats out of Brian. I'll give you another clue. He moved all his furniture from his house and arranged it inside Brian. You don't need any more clues, do you? You must have guessed what Bert was going to do. Yes, Bert moved in and lived inside Brian the bus. So the council was happy, the neighbour was happy, the inspector was happy, the man who sold the hole was happy, in fact everyone was happy. But there was no one happier than Bert, except perhaps Brian. That is, of course, if a bus is able to be happy. Happy.